0: Welcome to the Lady Lounge Sportscast, episode 12. Put your rally caps on.
1: All right, guys. This episode, we're going to talk about my trip to the Grand Canyon and how I missed y'all so much. Then we're going to talk about our merch update and the photo shoot we did during the Grand Canyon trip. Then after that, we're going to talk some NC Dinos news. And we have a lot to catch up on because we missed multiple series. And then after that, we're going to talk about what we're going to do, our Korean words of the week. Then John's going to give us an MLB update. Then after that, we're going to talk about some Saints-slash-NFL news, talk about how there's no preseason games this season, and then we'll talk about how Jamal Adams got traded to the Seahawks and what does that mean for Jadavian Clowney. Then after that, we're going to talk about the Redskins situation and Dan Snyder. Then finally, we're going to talk about the Pelicans, the Pelicans news, and how Zion left the bubble for a family emergency, but now he's back. Then talk about the Pelicans' two preseason games that they had already. Then after that, give an NBA bubble update. All right, guys. Enjoy. This episode of the LadyLine Sportscast is brought to you by Visuals NOLA.
0: Visuals is a unique clothing store selling a variety of clothing styles from one-of-one vintage clothing, jerseys, sneakers, and streetwear. Visuals focuses on supplying people with curated items that lend to one's individuality and creativity in the form of clothing. Follow them at Visuals NOLA on Instagram to stay up to date with new products uploaded daily welcome back everybody welcome back but more importantly welcome back david i missed you bud
1: i miss you too john dude there's i'm just so upset that i not upset i had a blast on the trip don't get me wrong but there was so much stuff so many interesting things that we could talk about that happened last week and it's like wow david way to plan a trip during like the most not the most important but like one of the busiest sports weeks that we had since quarantine started so i'm a little upset with myself but I had a I had a really fun time on the trip, John.
0: That's good, bud. I'm happy you had fun. But
1: missed. I want to try to give you... Oh, you missed me? I missed you. Good. You, you definitely should miss me. You know what? <laughs> I didn't miss you. No? No, you didn't miss me? All right, fine. Not anymore. But I want to give you all some uh, basic rundowns on the trip and the best memories of the trip. So the trip was very long. It was 10 days long. We went from San Antonio, in between San Antonio and Austin. We stayed and camped there. Went to Roswell, went to Colorado, went to Arizona, did the Grand Canyon thing, went to Utah. It was a really fun trip, but I, I don't want to go into too much detail about the trip because it's not a traveling podcast, it's a sports podcast. But I'm going to give you some of the best memories from the trip. So I mean, we, we recorded the majority of the trip, so I'm going to try to make a video. I'm getting a little busy with work, but I'm going to try to make a video with it, and it's you know, really funny. So two, uh, I want to give you three best memories from the trip. So day one, we're camping in a place called Crystal Lake or Canyon Lake and there's, a, there's not too many people staying in the campsite, but the next morning we woke up really early just to get our head start to go to Roswell, and we lost the car keys, all right? We lost the car keys. We have no idea where the car keys are. So somebody on the trip had a great idea saying, like, hey, let's just get in the car and let's try locking it. If the keys are in the car, the car won't lock. If they're outside the car, they won't lock. So I said, this is a terrible idea. Something's going to happen. And of course, something happens. The car alarm goes off in the middle of the park. It's like 630 a.m. And we wake up everybody in the park. We wake up absolutely everybody. You see people coming out their tent. They're pissed because the car alarm is just being obnoxiously loud. And you're in like a, a huge, a huge camp and everything echoes. So. The car alarm just wakes everybody up in our campsite. They're pissed. I feel terrible, but it was hilarious because it was going off for like 30 minutes because we couldn't find the keys. We finally found the keys in somebody's bag that they had packed. So we had to take all of our bags out the car and look for our keys in each bag. We finally found it, but that was just like – that was day one, keep in mind. This whole trip was like a beautiful disaster, but it was such a fun trip. That was day one. And uh, on day five, we actually got the car stuck in sand for like an hour, and we couldn't figure out how to get it out. We had some guy actually was stopped and like pulled us out of the sand, and it was just it was just a terrible disaster whole trip. But I I really had fun. I tried keeping y'all updated as much as possible on Twitter, and a lot of people got back with me. I posted pictures. People said, "Wow, dude, looks like you're having a lot of fun. I'm glad you're having fun," and I really appreciate it, guys. It was a blast. Because ne- now we have sports coming back, so our schedules will be super hectic. We're gonna be put, pumping out a lot of material for y'all. I'm really excited. But the one last thing, I actually was like trying to promote the podcast as much as possible when I was in like on this trip, and we were in Walmart picking up food and groceries for like an overnight stay in the Grand Canyon. And my my dumbass saw a guy with a Saints jersey in Arizona, and I was like, I ran up to him, and was like. We both had masks on, obviously, and I was like, "Hey, dude, do you mind if I take a picture of you?" And he was like, "What? Why would you want to take a picture of me, dude? That's kind of weird." And then I realized how dumb that sounded and how retarded that w- that was. Wow. I had to explain to the dude like I, I, I like I do a talk show, and like I just wanted to take a picture because I never saw. I didn't being in Arizona, you don't expect to see any Saints fans. So I got to talking to the guy. and It was still really awkward because he was like didn't understand the concept that. I wanted to take a picture of him and post it on Twitter, which I didn't after because I felt really dumb because it was just a super awkward conversation. But uh, that was really cool, and overall, I just I just really missed talking. I didn't like doing a pre-recorded episode. I like having I liked having the two interviews, but right. I don't want to do a pre-recorded episode. I liked I like being live, having news straight out the back from that week. So I'm just excited to be back, and I'm excited to be back with John.
0: We definitely needed to do more interviews. I, I, I was Unfortunately, I wasn't able to be a part of the, either of the interviews at the Belly Podcast or uh, I don't remember the guy's Bruce, name. Bruce from Bruce, Ontario.
1: Bruce Great from dude.
0: Ontario. But they sounded fun. That'd be really yeah. fun. We can start doing them. Start them up again next week.
1: Yeah, which is crazy, dude, because uh, when I posted on Reddit, I wasn't really expecting to get a lot of people to want to be interviewed but I have about 15 people that are from out of the country that want to be interviewed for the podcast. So after this week, I figured we shouldn't do it this week because me and John have a lot to catch up on since I've been gone for a week. But, like, we could do this every week, and it seemed like we got a lot of positive feedback from the Bruce interview, and Bruce is amazing. Bruce is now a diehard fan of the podcast. He's been telling all of his friends to listen, and, like, shout-out, Bruce. I know you're listening, dude. I really enjoyed the conversation with you, and you're always welcome to come back, for sure. But, yeah, uh...
0: We're essentially fluent in Korean now too, so we can just get like people who speak only Korean on the podcast. Oh yeah,
1: hundred percent, and we can we can just figure out as long as as we go along. So look, and I know I know there's still a couple of Korean listeners out there that listen. Like we would love to have you on the podcast. Don't be shy, DM me, DM John, DM the podcast page. We'd love to have you on just to talk about some Korean baseball. And I, now, from my understanding, I was just reading an article when we we're doing the intro that korean baseball they're actually allowing fans to come back they did like a nurses day today or yesterday where they had socially distanced fans and they were all nurses just to celebrate how well they did during the coronavirus in the stands so it's awesome that around the world there's people actually enjoying live sports in the stadium so that's good but um go back to the trip a little bit we did a photo shoot during the trip which looked amazing and for the merch for the merch and actually there is a lot of people that are interested we already have marked down 27 more shirts john that is insane dude from just from that photo shoot 27 shirts
0: i was also thinking if anybody has a kid we should probably start making like kid shirts like i want to get a couple of them just to exploit the kids in my family for uh likes on our twitter
1: yeah totally dude i'll I'll start making some kids shirts as well it's just insane dude i just I didn't think over 70 people would want to have <laughs> our shirt like and just wear it around and just like as a shirt, just to promote us. So it's like a really good thing. I feel very humbled by it. I'm like very, very excited that people are like invested in the podcast and want to support what we're doing because, dude, we're doing such a great thing here. And it's like, I'm just very excited. I'm just really, really excited. And people really like the photo shoot. The photo shoot came out really good. And um, I'm just excited to sell more shirts.
0: I'm sorry. Um, I just got a text from my sister. My grandma made it out of the chemo today, so she's doing well.
1: Awesome, dude. But, uh, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear I was that.
0: slightly distracted there. So no, what was okay. the last thing you said?
1: Uh, just talking about the uh, photo shoot. Did you like the photo shoot?
0: I did. Those pictures came out super good. I don't know who edited them, but yeah, I had a shout out to that person.
1: I had a friend that edited them for me, and they looked, God, they looked professional as hell. Anybody, <laughs> can,
0: anybody can make a picture of our friends look good. I mean, that's some master editing.
1: Oh, 100%
0: <laughs> that's that's mean David don't say that no,
1: no, no, I'm joking I'm joking but it's like uh, I've been trying to, I've been trying to promote the shirts even more and more and I almost almost got Ricky Jackson to come on a podcast to help promote his shirts and I was gonna get him to promote our shirts so close we had messaged him twice and he had messaged back he was like I'll get back to y'all and then he never got back to us which is unfortunate I had DM would him again yesterday just to see if he would still be, still be about coming on the show. He hasn't messaged back yet, so fingers crossed. We might get Ricky Jackson in the podcast, so I'm very, very excited about that. And I know we're jumping topic-to-topic, topic, but uh, should we just jump down to some NC Dinos news? or Let's should talk
0: we, t- we have a lot of games to talk about the NC Dinos. Games.
1: A lot of games. A
0: lot of games. Lot of game. There was, what, six games, eight games played since the last time we talked Pretty about it? Pretty much. More and than that.
1: More than that, and two games got canceled due to the weather, so it's like... We missed a lot. But it's awesome because nine
0: games with two of them were cancelled. That's crazy.
1: That's crazy. You can't Being, take a vacation,
0: David. Never, never again.
1: I mean, never again. I'm totally sold on this. And I think since all this stuff that's going on, especially going back to work, there is no vacations happening anytime soon. So don't worry. No more pre recorded episodes. But let's just jump down to some N C dinos news. So the N C dinos are forty four and twenty one. The dinos are 5.5 games ahead of the pack, so they're still the number one team in the KBO. Rough dinos couple of weeks. Uh, rough couple of weeks. But of weeks. but it's good news because the series against the K Womb Heroes was rough. We went one and two. K one looked really good during the series, but after they played the Dinos, they went on like a small losing streak. So now they're like number four in the KBO instead of number two, which is insane. That just proves that how close the KBO is. If you lose a couple of games, you're down. Thank God the Dinos are 5.5 games ahead, so that's a good thing. But yeah, the K-1 Heroes aren't looking that good after this series. They're like number four. They're behind the Twins. They're behind the Doosan Bears, which is good. But Let's go through that series. I know we touched on game one a little bit. Lee Jayhawk got smashed. We talked a little about this last episode. We we lost 1-5. But game two, this is uh one of our... Newer pitchers, he's young, but we put him in the rotation every once in a while. It's uh, Choi song Young, and he had a good outing. Just the bullpen didn't pull through. He pitched for five innings, and he only gave up two runs, and then the bullpen just kind of flat out just gave up five runs. So we lost game two. But game three, we came back, and Drew is just on fire right now. He uh, pitched seven innings, no earned runs. We won that game 9-1, and right now Drew is in the running for to be the best KBO pitcher, and he's on pace to have the, the KBO Cy Young Award, which is equivalent. I I can't remember exactly the name of the award is, but he's going to be the Cy Young winner in the KBO, which is insane. And it's insane that we have such a veteran player that's a pitcher that's doing so good, and we have a young phenom in Chang Muku that's actually doing great as well. But we'll get to him in a little bit. So we're going to jump down to the next series, which is the KT Wiz, not the SKT, because I always make the mistake. The KT Wiz series, and we went 2-0 and and with one tie. And I and I hate that rule, and I'll jump to that in a second. 2-0 2-0-1. That's so 2-0
0: annoying. And
1: 1. It is annoying, dude, and that's the first game we're going to talk about. We went 3-3. and oh, I'm sorry. We, we tied 3-3, and and I absolutely hate this rule. Dude, let them play it out, because it seems like the Dinos are getting screwed with wins, because... We keep getting these ties. I think this is the third tie this season that we had, and that could be three wins on our record, but it's not. And I absolutely hate tied games. I think this should be changed, especially if the KBO is trying to influence American viewers and have more American viewers. They need to change this rule 100%. And I feel like they may change this rule next year because of the backlash. I've seen a bunch of backlash on this on Reddit. People just do not like this rule. 12 innings is just dumb. People love extra inning games. It's free baseball, so... A KBL KBO needs to look at that for sure. And then Game 2 was another win. Uh, Chang Ku had a awesome game. He pitched for seven innings, no earned runs, which is really good. It's starting to look like that we're shaping up. Even though it's against the KT Wiz, it, it's still a good thing. We're shaping up, and I'm really, really happy to see this. It looks like me and John are probably going to have to get the tattoos, which I'm okay with because that'll be a good story to tell, and I'm really excited about that. But um, let's see. The Game 3, the NC Dinos win 8-2 with a win. Uh, Lee J Hawk comes back and gets the W after having a rough outing against the K-1 Heroes Game One, but that's okay. We just need to find a solid third pitcher in the rotation. Mike Wright is kind of coming to formation, but he's he's just like Jay Lee. I'm sorry, Lee J Hawk. They're back and forth. They'll have one good game, the next game, then we have a bad one. I think in the KBO we need to have a solid third pitcher that's consistent. So it, it, it's between Mike Wright and Lee J Huck right now. We're gonna see what happens, but. We won that series against the KT Wiz. Awesome. But now we're going to jump to the Samsung Lions series. And this one was a fluke. Technically, on paper, we won this series because we only played one game out of the three games because two games got canceled due to the rain. But uh, let's just jump to game one at least. So game one was a 6-5 victory for the Dinos. They played an extra innings and went to 10 innings. I was watching this on the road because we were driving for God knows how long, probably 50-plus hours. I was watching it in the car. And, uh... It was a bullpen day, which we really don't do good on bullpen days. But today we did really good. The bullpen pulled through. We won 6-5, which is good. And then we have another series that happened last week against the KT Wiz. It's really
0: really unfortunate that the other two games got postponed because that was supposed to be a really easy series for us. Mm. Like an easy sweet pattern stats a little bit. and They keep saying these games are postponed, but when are they going to actually play them?
1: From my understanding, it's going to be towards the end of the season. That's why I looked up on Reddit. So there's not a lot of information about the rules in like, KBO because I mean, it's the Korean league and they don't really have that many American fans. Now they're trying to adapt the rules to explain to Americans. So uh, from my understanding, what I read on the Reddit page, it's all going to be played at the end of the season, which is good, I guess, especially if there's like a running for first place or second place or something like that or third or fourth place. So it'll be good to see at the end of the season. But uh. Yeah, I mean, the Lions was supposed to be an easy series for us. I was definitely supposed to pad our stats, but so was the KT Wiz second series, and we looked absolutely terrible. We went 1-2 and two in this series, and but I'll, let's talk about the first one, and that's actually game one. We won 3-2, to two, and of course, Drew pitches again. He pitches a great game, pitches seven innings, only giving up one run, but the bullpen almost gave up the one for him. That's something we got to fix. The bullpen has to pull through for Drew. Drew just gets another win, and like I said, Drew's on fire right now. I'm pretty sure he's won seven of his last eight appearances, so which is insane. And then uh, Game 2, we lost. Mike Wright just didn't have a good game. He needs to be more consistent, because like I said before, we need to have our third or fourth person in the rotation that's going to be consistent, that's going to win. You can always have the fourth person in the rotation mess up a little bit, but for a dominant team like the Dinos, we need three solid people in the rotation. And then Game 3, Changmuk Ku had a rough outing, but, the last, but it wasn't really his fault. The loss wasn't his fault. He only gave up three runs. I'm sorry. He only gave up two runs, and there was a lot of errors on the field that gave up unearned runs. So, look, I'm not too upset about it. We, we're looking good. We're five games ahead. We're consistently climbing ahead. The only people we have to worry about right now is the Doosan Bears, which are past 40 wins. So, And everybody else is like kind of trickling down. So that's what we need to worry about right now. And... I just want to take the time to give the KBO a huge, huge shout-out because they're influencing sports all across America. Now, I know John's been watching, catching up with baseball, basketball, and football, but you can see the influence of the KBO in American sports. Let's start with basketball. The basketball NBA has the bubble happening right now. they have having preseason games for the season before the playoffs, and they have cardboard cutouts. They have uh, fans and all uh, the mega tr- not mega screen, the big screen cheering for this uh, their home team. And it's and they even admit it, it's all influenced by the KBO. Cardboard cutouts, stuffed animals, how they space the players out in the KBO, which is insane, and God, the KBO deserves it because the KBO has done everything right. And even in the MLB, you can see teams using cardboard cutouts, They're using stuffed animals. They're trying to fill up the stands any way they can and make it look like there's crowd there. They're pumping crowd noise in. And if I'm a person that's solely a KBO fan, I would be so proud of that organization for what they've done and how they're influencing the world world of sports right now. And I know football is going to be doing the same thing. I don't think there's going to be fans. They keep saying they're going to allow 10,000, 20,000 fans in the stadium. I don't think that's going to happen. There's just no way. I think the, I think the uh, NFL is going to do the same thing with cardboard cutouts and for having fans on the Megatron, like, cheering for their team. And it just every – if you're, if there's an organi- organization out there, even if it's not in the United States and they're having trouble trying to figure out what they, do should, for, should, they should do for their fans, they just need to look at the KBO. The KBO is the world leader right now. They should – they just use everything possible to be influenced by the KBO. But just shout out Korea.
0: Speaking of uh, cardboard cutout fans, I was going to talk about this in the MLB update, but I'll bring it up now since we're talking about it. Um, so I have a really good investment opportunity for you, David.
1: Okay, I'm listening.
0: So it'll cost us five hundred dollars each, but it all goes to charity, and for a game we get to be on top of the big green monster.
1: Ooh. Okay, and is uh, well, didn't they do that today? Isn't there people up there already? Or is well, they're like... doing
0: it if when you, if you donate the five hundred dollars to the charity, they put you up there for. Either like one or a few games, depending on how many people are going to be donating, but they're going to be changing out those fans huh. throughout the you know,
1: season. How about this, John? If we make enough money from the shirts, we can do that for sure. I'm totally about that. That sounds like okay. an awesome idea.
0: That sounds fun. Okay, I so on, we'll, I want to be up there. We'll be on the
1: lookout for us in the Fenway Stadium. We're going to be on top of the Green Monster. God, wouldn't that be so dope to have, huh? Let's start a GoFundMe.
0: I, we need to go. Let's start, up you know,
1: there. let's start a GoFundMe, dude. I'm pretty sure if everybody that listens donates up about $5, we'll be able to do it. Okay, guys. I mean, and so it's for charity. It's all for charity. Okay, well, you know what? I want to make a GoFundMe after this, and we're going to post it and talk about. It. Actually, I'll post it tomorrow because this episode is going to live on Monday, and we'll see if we get enough money for us, at least, at least one of us to be in the green monster. I all call right. Call dibs. You call dibs. All right, that's fine.
0: <laughs> nah, I'd let you do it.
1: <laughs> it's fine. Well, maybe we'll get more than five hundred. We'll see.
0: Or maybe, maybe we'll get. We'll Maybe would if we get 500, we both put in the other 250 so we're both up there or something like that.
1: Okay, I can agree to that. But uh, So, shout out KBO. Do you want to jump on down to the Korean words of the week or do you have anything more about the uh, NC Dinos?
0: I mean, so, we have to, like, now that it's getting down, it's getting later in the season, we have to talk about, like, what kind of, like, I know we talked about the mascot, but how we're actually, like, where we're going to get the tattoos and all that stuff. Ooh! So I don't want you to be like, "Oh, no one's ever going to see this tattoo and get it like on your butt or something." Well, no, it's I was going to F- get it.
1: Uh, I was going to get it, like on my like my oh. uh my rib cage or my back or something somewhere and just have it, it on there. You want to get you going to get it on your? No, forehead, I'm huh?
0: not. <laughs> no, but I was thinking about getting it on my leg or something. But
1: it's such a funny thing, dude. I'm like, I really, really hope. And then I thought about like, okay, so. It's gonna be rough to make. I thought about making a video about watching the if they make it to the KBO World Series, like the Korean World, the Korean seer, series is that, that's what they call it. If they make it, I was gonna try to do like a video for us. And I talked to a couple of friends about it during the trip. We're gonna pre-record the games because the games are gonna be super early in the morning. We're gonna pre-record the games, and then after like a day at work, we're all get together hopefully and try to like watch the game live. We're all going to stay six feet apart, though, and wear masks. Yeah, all wear, stay six feet apart. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to try to watch the games live with a bunch of people and try to make it into a series, like a Game 1 series, or make it into a whole documentary about how these Americans are going to get tattoos of this Korean baseball league. I think it'll be fun, oh, of this Korean baseball team. So I think it'll be really funny. I had thought about that.
0: Speaking Just of that, like, uh, you know. watching games live and together, we're currently, wa- I, at least I'm watching this uh, Boston-Baltimore game. It's Sunday, so we, we agreed beforehand that we weren't going to speak about the game because, you know, it's a we record on Sunday. It goes out on Monday, so it wouldn't make much sense. But I think Boston's going to lose this game.
1: Why? Well, they look bad right now?
0: now this pitch, uh, I, I don't know. It's just not looking great. JBJ made a really good catch. He, his second, he's getting a gold glove again this year.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna watch it after we got the podcast over with because I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to get upset if something bad happens and just be like, "All right, well, man, that's gonna kill the demeanor of the podcast because the Red Sox aren't doing too good right now." But uh, let's just jump down the Korean words of the week, John. You all right with that?
0: All right, you go first this time.
1: Okay, because this this word's gonna be kind of easy to guess because I am I just got back from a trip, so. Um, we're going to use this a lot in Korea as well, because me and John are going to be very, very active out there. So, John, remember we, we talked about this. You got to let me say the word first, Uh, No, but, uh, the word is, uh, pig on, pig on, I'm sorry, pig on Han. And that means I'm tired. So basically we're going to be out being active in Korea and Changwon especially because that's where the NC Dinos play. And I'm just going to be very, very tired. I'm very pig on. So, John, what is your word? And I promise I won't guess it before you even say it. So,
0: Well, he, I don't know if you're just giving too good a hint or if Maybe I'm just so.
1: A Maybe so. Maybe I'm basically just giving you, like, too good a hint. I but think I, I'm
0: just a genius, to be fair. Yeah, like, I ahead. think I am the smartest person on the planet. It is what it is, David. It is what it is. It is, <laughs> it what, it is. is what it is. And before
1: the aliens come here and uh, they're way smarter than us. So, But I'll uh, go ahead with your word.
0: All right. So I already had the bear sucked as one of my words. So this is going to be something else for when we're at an NC Dinos game, whenever we go to Korea, you know, it's getting late into the game. You know, we, we have to put these on. Elite Kim.
1: Uh, rally caps.
0: It's rally caps. Put on your rally, rally
1: caps. caps. Put on your rally caps. And honestly, that correlates with our title. It's like, Dude, sports are back and like we actually get, making, we,
0: everyone's making a rally to get sports back this year. And it's awesome.
1: Exactly. And it's like from every organization, basketball, baseball, football, hockey, everybody's doing such a great job against sports back. So now we can finally use the term. Let's put our rally caps on and put our
0: rally cap on.
1: This it, it just feels amazing. I'm very, very excited about it. No, I know John. You wanted to give a little update about the MLB since we, we kind of brought it up already. John's watching a game live right now. I'm gonna watch the game after. Oh so, yeah, I mean, on the podcast. But John, you want to give us a little MLB update?
0: So I mean, obviously, since we're watching games, baseball is back in full force. It's Thank extra, God. So first of all, the first thing I wanted to bring up is that the fake crowd noise is terrible.
1: Oh, I you hate think it so? So much they do it so well in Korea. Didn't make because they had the cheerleaders there as well because they're essential workers. But we, I mean, obviously, for everybody that watches MLB, we don't really have cheerleaders. There's, like, there's kind of like a hype squad that shoots t-shirts in the crowd, but they're not like the KBO standard. They don't have theme songs. They don't sing and everything. So our crowd noise is a little weak. I'm just happy that we're trying.
0: Yeah, we're doing something. It's just, It just sounds weird. And it's, like, sometimes they, like, make the fans, like, cheer way too hard for something that wasn't that great. It's just they have a lot of work to make it better, but... Speaking of baseball being back and everything, did you see Fauci's uh, Dr. Fauci, Fushi, whatever you call him, first pitch at the Nationals game?
1: Yeah, it was rough. It was almost all time.
0: If it's not the worst first pitch of all time, it is one of the top three worst. It was terrible,
1: it's definitely top five for sure. 50 cents pitch was pretty bad, but and it's, I feel so bad about the memes that have been coming out. And it's like, I, I saw one, it was like Dr. Fauci was 2020, and then his pitch was like, I'm sorry, it was like uh, expecting a good year, and then his pitch was 2020, and the home plate was like having a healthy year. And it's like, <laughs> man, for the, that's like the worst person to have. It's a good person to have to throw the first perch, a pitch, but it should have been good, because... The world was watching him, and it was just like, that is a good represent- representation of how America is right now. I just uh, don't
0: understand how these people have such bad first pitches. You don't think that, like, all right, yeah, this is the first pitch of the MLB season. I'm going to throw two or three baseballs before I go stand on the mound where yeah, millions of Yeah, dude, I
1: thought them. about that. Like, they don't have, they don't like, they don't practice or anything. And especially for the Nationals that just won a World Series, like, you kind of have to be like, maybe I should just go in my backyard and throw a couple of baseballs. Maybe I should take a couple minutes off of work and just go, you know, throw three or four baseballs. It looks like he hasn't thrown a baseball, or thrown a baseball ever, to be honest with you, because it was that bad. So, it's pretty rough. speaking
0: of a lot of eyes on him, there were four million people watching the Yankees-Nationals game. For a regular season baseball game, that's insanely high.
1: (laughs) Yikes, man. People
0: were, this might actually, because like, you know, the old, like, narrative of the past couple of years is baseball's kind of dying it's losing fans and stuff right but four million people watched it the like covid might actually bring baseball back stronger than it's been in a very long time they're only having oh. a 60 game season
1: I have never seen so many people active on Twitter watching baseball or even posting on it on Snapchat. People that I know in per- real life that I didn't think were baseball fans were watching baseball and posting on Snapchat. So it's an American like phenomenon right now that baseball is becoming stronger again, which is good because we needed some kind of like rally booster for baseball because we didn't know how good it was going to be in the next couple of years because it was dying. So it's good to see people back into it and it's just very, very awesome to have baseball back. I know Korean – I'm still going to keep up – we're still going to keep up with the Korean Baseball League. We're still going to do all that. That's not going away, so don't worry about that. We're just going to add a little bit of MLB updates every once in a while about the Red Sox especially. So, go ahead.
0: Speaking of huge news, my heart was crushed. I might have cried a little bit the first night it happened. I I mean – and then, so what I'm talking about is, is Mookie Betts just signed a 13-year deal, 12-year deal with the Dodgers. And it didn't, like, I, I kind of knew in the back of my mind that he was probably going to end up signing a deal there. It's just, I got absolutely crushed on Twitter. I had to see 20 articles in a row about how, oh, you're an idiot if you think Mookie was actually coming back to the Red Sox. Or, oh, look at all these naive Red Sox fans. It, it hurt. It really it, you know what,
1: dude? It's It sucks, but that just opens up the door for Nasambong to come to the Red Sox. That would be <laughs> awesome, right? He is an outfielder, so... Our I
0: mean, outfield is crossed. actually still extremely good. I, I mean, know, not it is. It is, but it is, but... It's tough to see. I would
1: still like to see somebody from the Dinos go to the Red Sox. It would be very, very interesting. But I was very crushed as well, seeing Mookie Betts. And I talked to a lot of people on Twitter about it as well. I was like, man, that is upsetting. Because everybody thought he was just going to play there for a couple of years, probably win a World Series there, and then come back to the Red Sox. I thought he was going to but... be there
0: for one year and then come back to the Red Sox. And apparently this deal has pretty much been completely made since, like, early March. Yeah, it's just, just what, when everything it. happened, they didn't want to announce it because they didn't know what was going on or how it would affect the deal. But that's rough. They should have just let us down back then right. by now. Yeah, but... before... Go ahead. Our first game we had, we won, we beat the uh, Orioles thirteen to two, and I was like, "Oh yeah, we don't need Mookie, Mookie who?" You know, I was getting, I was about to start tweeting at Mookie and everything, but then the second game, it was just we had zero offense. It's like, yeah, we really could have used Mookie here, but we have a lot of like new players, young players, and they haven't had that training camp so far right. as much as they normally do. So I think, so I'm gonna say this now. I hope it comes to fruition, but. If the Red Sox win the World Series this year, I'm going to get a tattoo oh, on my butt go. <laughs> of whoever our best ERA pitch or our most win pitcher is riding a unicorn that's shooting, that's farting a rainbow.
1: Okay. So you're like basically saying that you're going to get I this. Happen. Okay. Yeah. I that's was going to say, saying. I didn't want to say it directly. You're basically saying it's not going to happen. But dude, you got to gotta think I, about I it, it. I hope I have that happen. tattoo. It could happen, but I mean, like, obviously, we. I don't want anybody. I know there's a couple of people that listen to this that are huge Yankees fans that are my friends, and I'm like, I don't want to admit it. The Yankees look scary, but I think they're going to somehow find a way to mess it up. So, fingers it's a crossed. In the 60
0: game season, you only have to hit, get hot like twice. Yeah, and that's then you're true. in the postseason. Then you just have to get hot in the postseason, and you win.
1: Yeah, that is true. Once and the I, Red
0: Sox make it to the postseason, they do so well. It's just when they don't make it's the problem. Right.
1: And I think with the 60-game season, it's going to be, like, whoever catches fire first or towards the end that's going to win it. So it's going to be a very interesting season. I did see a lot of Houston Astros players get pegged already. Oh, so.
0: They're getting getting—they're making it out of the season so easily, though. They oh, only yeah. happen to do a 60-game shame tour of shame. Well, 30 away or however it works out for them. It's... I think they got
1: very lucky with the coronavirus. So people funny. are, like, not talking about it as much. That people are more worried about, like, oh, can we play at all? And I think they got very, very lucky. And I think maybe this is a Houston conspiracy. I don't know. We'll, we'll probably we'll, is. We'll do a deep dive on that for sure. <laughs> but do you want to move <laughs> to some we'll Saints news?
0: Research. Yes, Saints news. So, so there's um,
1: a lot of talk about with this Saints yeah. NFL slash news.
0: A lot's been going on. So I guess the I, I don't know what order we want to do it in, but let's
1: just do the preseason games first. Well,
0: so to a precursor to that, the NFL Player Association came to terms with the NFL. Of setting terms to play the season, so right. as of now there is an NFL season. Players, owners, uh and the NFL themselves are all in agreement and ready to do it.
1: Right, which is which is awesome. But I know like one of the things was that there's gonna be no preseason games played, and that's very upsetting because. It's going to be hard for teams to find those diamonds in the rough, the needle in the haystack. That's going to make their team and make a huge difference because. So this is what this is what's really pro- a big problem. So during training camp, they have joint practices with other teams, and that's not going to happen. Usually, those joint practices are with teams they're going to play in the preseason. So and it's, to think about it, like when you're going through training camp, you you hit each other really hard, but you don't want to go full force and injure your teammate you want to hit somebody that's not on your team you know you know what i'm saying basically so they're not going to have that at all so i can't imagine how much training is actually going to get done when you don't want to injure your own teammate so my biggest concern is like during preseason you find some of those players that are like become hall of famers and everything like for example the saints found Marcus Colston we drafted them in the late rounds in 2006 and he ended up being the saints all-time receiver we I mean, you're not going to start somebody that you pick up in the 6th, 7th round without seeing them play in the preseason first. So, so I,
0: I I don't exactly agree with you.
1: Okay, all right.
0: I think that the preseason games themselves are and their joint practices are very, very minor to what they see the two months of training camp beforehand, which they're still having. Right. You know, see the work that they're putting in end camp. See how hard they're playing. See how much they want it there. And then you put them in the preseason games and it kind of like – solidifies your opinion about them, but I think that with Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton that they're able to see that before we even play a preseason game. Okay. So I don't think we're gonna be missing out as much. There's some teams that might not have as strong a coaching and general managers that are gonna be able to they might have a couple slip and we might be able to pick them up. I think what I'm trying to say is without preseason, I think we're gonna make out just as good, if not better, than what we do in a regular season as far as finding hidden talents that we're so good at doing because it's like you have these players come in and you're having them come in. Cause you know, they could be something and they're going to do work and right. they're going to be doing most of their work. Most of their practicing in training. It's not as much about the game, I don't think.
1: Right. I think it's just, I don't know, dude, the thing that just worries me so much is like having that other team to hit and really practice on. I feel like, t- I feel like when you're on training camp, you kind of hold back a little bit cause you don't want to injure your teammates. And that's like the biggest thing that's kind of got me like all these teams when I have full practice, actually a real training camp without having these preseason games where you can hit the other opponent as hard as you could or actually practice your tackling formation or like your style. I mean, I just I don't I don't know. Okay. Like I know I know they go full force in practice, but they usually they do hold back a little bit because they don't want to injure like somebody like an Alvin Kamara, or, like anybody that's really right, so short, Michael Thomas, this? basically.
0: How about this, Dave? I have a perfect. Yeah. I volunteer. To this problem. I volunteer. You already know what I'm about to say. Just sign me and David to the practice squad. Have us come out there, and you can hit us as hard as you want.
1: You know It's what, dude, okay. Okay, this brings to a point. You know, I'm not against that because I would take a paycheck to get hit a couple times, but that actually brings up a point that I wanted to make as well that I didn't write down. So you know how players get cut periodically through training camp? Yeah. Well, do we keep these players into the very end just so there's players that are able to get hit throughout all of training camp? Because usually we cut players at this game one, game two, game three, game four.
0: Well, we're cutting players, but we're not getting rid of them most of the time. We're Most of the time, we're bringing them down to our practice squad. Right, right. So it's, I think, I mean, you have to start thinning out the roster. Like, you're. I mean, maybe you do it a little bit slower, but it's like... They're still gonna be there. They're still gonna be tra- on the practice squad. I mean, if it's a big name player that we're thinking about cutting, like maybe we're thinking about getting rid of Kiko Alonso or something, right? Then yeah, you would wait till closer to the end for that. But all the training, all the practice squad players, I think you just do it normally.
1: Which I think Kiko Alonso is going to be out the door once Zach Braun signs his contract, his rookie contract with the Saints. But that's that's another like another story for another episode. But. Like, I mean, we're going to have different opinions on it. I just, I'm kind of scared about not having a preseason. And then at the same time, it's like, this is also the Saints' year, I think, personally. And it's going to suck if we can't go to that Super Bowl. So, i was talking, I talked with Bruce about that. Like, I would be devastated if the Saints won the Super Bowl and won and I couldn't go to the game. i will be happy that they won, but if the Saints go to the Super Bowl, I'm 100% buying tickets you to that game. I have to go. I'm, I, like, I'm doing it 100%. I will not miss I'm that. i already but, saving money. I already have money saved. I'm ready, dude. I'm like, I've been but, waiting for this moment. I
0: mean, they're doing this so there can be a season, though. So what's worse, not having a Super Bowl at all or not being able to go to the Super Bowl if the Saints are in it? It's, mm. it's so
1: hard to say, dude. Like, <laughs> it's not
0: hard for me. I'd
1: rather them win the Super Bowl, of course. But, dude, I want to go to a Saints Super Bowl so bad. And it's like I finally have the money to go to one. I don't know, dude. It's giving. It's a tough. It's a tough decision, dude. I'd rather them have one exactly, but deep down, I want to be at that game so bad. But uh, that's a topic for another day. We can go on a rant about. So Do you, you want to g-
0: jump down to? So you were telling me I didn't get to read the article that Todd Gurley is thinking about opting out this season.
1: Yeah. So uh, Todd, in an interview, Todd Gurley had kind of mentioned that. He was gonna opt out this season and he's kind of afraid that it's just not gonna work out with the coronavirus. Which I mean, hey dude, Todd Gurley, go do what you want. That's the one less person we gotta worry about in the Falcons, even See, though it wasn't that big of a threat. But
0: the weird thing about Todd Gurley in particular is that he has the really bad like arthritis in his knee. Right. And of course playing's gonna make it get worse quicker but it's still gonna get bad if he's sitting there just like working out and stuff so he's like a ticking clock as far as his career goes i think he'd want to play as much as he can this season right that just seems kind of off to me
1: I, I like todd Gurley. i liked him with the rams but being on the falcons dude do whatever you want i'm i'm anti-falcon like do do whatever I know, you want, dude. yeah I, like
0: i want him to sit out but it just doesn't make sense to me
1: it doesn't make sense either obviously we're not rooting for injuries or anything but like I I think I think it would be interesting watching Todd Gurley play with the Falcons because the Falcons have what eleven first rounders of the twelve people that they, well I'm sorry ten first rounders that are on their starting lineup and they're going to be starting on offense so it's like I'm just I'm at this point you know whatever happens happens now but there is a lot of news that happened in the NFL this week especially something that correlates directly with the Saints and I want to get your opinion on this John so I want you to think about this so. Obviously, John has advocated for Jamal Adams to come to the Saints. Didn't work out. Mm. He got traded to the Seahawks yes. for like a lot. I think a first-round pick next year, first-round pick in 2022, a third-round pick, and I think something else as well, which is crazy because obviously there was a lot of news in this week that Jamal Adams was unpleased with the Jets head coach. said he was a terrible head coach. He would walk out nonstop during meetings and make the assistant coaches take over like meetings and stuff. So basically... Jamal Adams signed. He he said it on purpose. Like he wanted out. Like he obviously wanted out, and he wanted to go somewhere As that was going to be a contender. Sucks to be a Cowboys fan because everybody thought he was going to go to the Cowboys, but the Seahawks picked him up. And it sucks just...
0: to be a Cowboys fan for a lot more reasons. Oh yeah, I have friends that are Cowboys fans. so I'm not going to talk too bad about them, but they suck. I to be a suck. Cowboys fan. <laughs> Cowboys suck.
1: And uh, Bruce, Bruce, his mom is a Cowboys fan, and I just said, dude, why? How is that even possible? And he said, "Oh, I don't know, man. My mom's a weird person. She likes the Cowboys." <laughs> but uh, going back to Jamal Adams, so this is a big thing for us. Now, does this mean? This woman i you, John. Does this mean Jadavion Clowney is gonna take less money to go back to the Seahawks because they signed Jamal Adams, and that makes the defense all so much more, so much better? Or does he just take his chances with the Saints and sign with the Saints for more money? Because obviously, the, that Jamal Adams got signed. Means he's going to take less money now. So, what do you think?
0: So, I think that Jamal Adams going on the Seahawks, the Seahawks, Seahawks, the Seahawks, Seahawks. Seahawks aren't going to. So, I think at this point, Jadavian Cloudy wants to win a Super Bowl. Right. And he wants to get paid. And with, I don't think the Seahawks signing Jamal Adams is giving them much better of a chance. The Seahawks haven't been that good in a while. Well, I don't know pretty what the last year. I they mean, were but, on the,
1: they were on the borderline. They could, they were, yeah. They could they're do always
0: like borderline, but it's like they just they don't wow you like they were doing
1: a couple of years that with
0: Marshawn Lynch and when Russell Wilson's uh, first couple of years. It's they don't seem as electric. So I think that this is a great opportunity for the Saints to pick up Jadavion Clowney. Honestly, I hope they do.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of, want the same way with you. I think that Jadavion Clowney sees this, this trade happen. And he's like, all right, well. The Seahawks might be putting a little effort for me, but they have to pay Jamal Adams now. I'm just gonna go to the Saints, and fingers crossed because Michael Thomas made a tweet last night and said, "I don't want to hear any news unless it comes from Jadamian Clowney," meaning that he's on the Saints, which is a good thing because now you have Saints players. Uh, at, um, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Advocating, advocating for Jadamian Clowney to come to the Saints, and some players were like, "I, I did, I, I can't remember who said it." But they said it would be such a great thing for the, de- the defensive line because just imagine that rotation, just rotating players in and out on that already pat- stacked defensive line. Like I've mentioned before in the podcast, I would just love to see it. So that's a good thing. I- I'm glad me and John see this eye to eye on this because I just think now that Jamal Adams is on the Seahawks, it just gives us more leverage to have him, and Clowney, come to the Saints. So I think that's going to happen this week. I think that's going to be called this week before it's training a- camp. Either happen.
0: way, something's going to happen with it. I'm right. Just-
1: Rookies report Monday to uh rookie mini camp. And then next week starts training camp. So I think it's going to happen this week. If we get the announcement, Jadavian J- Clowney, J- Clowney is going to come on our team. So I'm very, very excited to look at that. But uh, do you want to jump down to the Redskins situation?
0: So Dan Schneider. So whenever the news first started coming out, coming out about Dan Schneider, it sounded a lot worse than what it ended up being. It's still right. extremely bad. Don't get me wrong. Like, don't, misconstrue what I'm trying to say, but it was like some of the stuff they were like getting. He was getting accused. and I was reading stuff on Twitter because that's the only place you can you could find it at the time. Right, and it was like he essentially like murdered an entire village of people. It's like how it was being made out to be, but it was it, it's still really bad. But the insider like still a douche.
1: Like a lot of people that are like in his inner circle are being accused of sexual harassment. There's a, tons of female employees that I came out with these stories that they, they all went to the Washington Post and they had made, well, they had uh, t- said that Dan Snyder's inner circle is all about sexual harassment. They got all all these girls, I think it was 11 or 12 girls got sexually harassed. And there's more to the story. And there's probably more girls said. too that worse exactly. things
0: happen to them. So, I mean, I think this is going to develop a lot more. I think Dan Snyder needs to just cut all ties with the NFL at this point. Exactly. So I think so
1: too. Team. And, it, and it's crazy because it's like we, a couple of weeks ago, a lot of the, my, my, what is it, the minor owners all sold out. They all sold their parts to the, the team. And yeah, especially they they're like, wishing
0: they have those back because they're going to end up being major owners soon.
1: And it's like, wow, okay, so that means something's going on in the front office. Something's going on with ownership that all these minor owners sold out. And the story leaked last week when I was on vacation that Dan Snyder had in his inner circle accused of sexual harassment. And then it's like this isn't just the uh, this is just like the, the front the uh, like the bottom, the top layer of the story the story gets even deeper that we don't really know about yet and then you have the guy that copyrights all the potential Redskins names new names and it leaves the it leaves the, the organization in such a stir that they have to name their team the Washington Football Team because every name that they were going to use got copyrighted and the apparently the guy isn't budging at all. He's asking for like a ridiculous amount of money, but rightfully so. Like it's the it's a it's a Washington football team's organization's fault that they even announced or got leaked that these names were going to be possible names, and this guy just copyrights all of them. And and obviously, if I was him, I would ask for a large amount of money as well. I heard that for the Red Wolves, he was asking for like twenty million dollars for the Red Wolves, <laughs> like which is dude, it's it. it's really smart. It's kind of a douchebag thing to do, but it's super smart. Yeah, so if it's I would have like,
0: thought about it, I would have
1: done it. Right, and it's like, so you have all these like high executives in the room, and it's like, well, all of our names are taken, what should we do? And they say, all right, let's just name our team the Washington football team for the time being. God, that's just so stupid to me. I just feel like, I mean, I get that they're going to change the name in the next year or so, but can you imagine just having the Washington football team for a whole season?
0: I saw a meme, and it it, it made me laugh. It, went, it was along the lines of, the Washington Football Team's names under scrutiny again after actual football teams find the name offensive. <laughs>
1: right, and it's like, <laughs> dude, and and then uh, I saw that some people were like, they're gonna make the logo, WTF? So Washington Football, and then team in the middle, because it's like, dude, what the f? Like, how is this? Like, <laughs> how did you? How did high executives come up with this name? They couldn't just make a random name up just for the time being. But you know, it's it's whatever. I I understand the situation is very sticky, and
0: the problem is, is if you come up with a name, like you're kind of stuck with it with how the rules are right. in place now. So they wanted something that they would actually like and go with, and then you boy copyrighted all the ones that they really like. So I was really looking forward
1: to the Red Wolves. I thought that was gonna be really really cool, oh. but but <laughs> but you know, I guess I guess when you announce our intern links a name too early to Twitter. That somebody's gonna copyright it, and dude, if we would have copyrighted that name, we which we should have, we would be like, I would I would have asked for like fifty thousand like, bucks. Like, I would have never asked for that much. Just yeah, like
0: hundred grand. Bucks. Just give us fifty each.
1: Yeah, and dude, and I, you have the name. That's I'm not gonna be selfish and ask for twenty million dollars, which is ridiculous. But um, that's pretty much it for NFL and Saints news. And I know there's gonna be a lot more news coming up next week, and since training camp's not starting, which I'm really excited about. It, it feels like things. It feels like. It feels like the world's healing. The sports world is healing. You know what I'm saying? That sports are coming back. Not saying that America's doing good with the coronavirus, but I feel like the sports world is healing now, which is awesome.
0: You know what we could do with fifty thousand dollars?
1: A lot. We can we do can a each lot for this.
0: Have a hundred of us on the big green we a hundred carbo cutouts to me and a hundred cardboard cut to you if we each had fifty grand on the big green monster. Imagine the advertising. It'd just be yeah. us. It'd just be us in like different poses with our merch on actually I would, it, I would do
1: that i would do that that's best merch in the game people really like our merch which is crazy um, <laughs> but i uh, i don't want to go on a rant about that because i'm very very excited that people love our merch but um Yeah, speaking of that, we could actually do, like, if we had $50,000 each, we can actually buy box seats for the Saints game so we can actually social distance and actually be at the game. And so I would love that. Maybe we could get a box seat for the Super Bowl and actually be at the game when the Saints win it. I don't
0: know if $50,000 buys you a box. I really don't don't think think so. You think
1: it's more than that? I think it's
0: a lot more than that.
1: Really? dude? Oh, man. Okay, maybe not then. Well, maybe What if it's just one person in the box?
0: I know... So just to give like a little bit of insight to it, there was a, there's a, my boss was talking about a guy who knows he has like floor, like it's not the floor seats where the celebrity said it's the first row of seats at Pelican's game at the half court. And it's like his season tickets are like $34,000 each.
1: God to be rich. I would love to just have money and have court side seats. God. So
0: it's, a, it's, a, it's not even court side. It's like first row of seats. essentially,
1: Right. I mean, even though I would take, I'll take that too, dude. That's like an. But awesome. that's thirty-four
0: thousand. So a box for the Saints has right. to be like six hundred grand, like minimum, I would think.
1: You know what, dude? I'm. Um, we're speaking to reality. We're gonna be down there at one point once this becomes even bigger than it is. When we get yeah, more sponsorships, get <laughs> and we do have our first sponsorship, which we're gonna talk about next week. I'm gonna organize it. Well, second sponsorship, first one for like money money so we're gonna talk about that next week and i want to post it in the podcast we're gonna do a segment for it in the podcast which i'm really really excited about and we're gonna talk about on twitter as well but uh since you have any other thing else you want to talk about with the nfl or um same
0: news? so i think we're about ready to jump down to pelican scenes i guess the first story we wanted to talk about is since we recorded our last last podcast last tuesday zion had to leave the bubble for a family emergency thank god i was so scared has come back
1: I was terrified when I yeah. read this, and I had just done the interview with the Pelly podcast. Shout out to them. I, those guys were awesome, and I can't wait to do something else with them as well. We just had the interview with the Pelly podcast, and we were talking about how excited we were to have Zion back on the team. Well, have Zion the Pelicans look really good, look ramped up for the NBA bubble. And then we get the news last week that Zion left the bubble for a family emergency. And rightfully so he deserves a leave for anything that's family related. And I was just scared. I was just like, man, I don't think he's going to come back. And, and I don't blame him if he doesn't come back, but he came back. Thank God. And the way
0: he did it was really good. So what he did was, is while he was out of the bubble, he got tested every single right. day for COVID. All of them came back negative. So when he rejoined the bubble, he got tested. It came back negative. So instead of having a two week quarantine, which would cut into the season that starts and like, four or five days or whatever. Thursday. He only has a two or four day. I think he's pretty much already out of the quarantine. Well, he think he might have another day tomorrow. left. He gets yeah, so he has another tomorrow. day
1: left. He has another day left. He started the quarantine Thursday night, and it was four days. And that basically means he's going to miss the preseason game, which, which is okay. The Pelicans look really good the first two ones. But he's going to be back for the first game against the Jazz Thursday night. And that's going to be on TNT, I'm pretty sure. And I'm super excited for that. I'm so pumped for that. It's going to be awesome. And I'm just glad he came back in time for the first game because every game in the 10 preseason games we have or season games we have matter. And we need Zion back for all of them. But I wanted to talk about the two preseason games and just jump topics. So I'm really so, happy that Zion's back for sure. Just,
0: so just the name preseason doesn't quite sit right with me. It doesn't. I don't know already what to been, call it. So I think I was just thinking about this while we were uh, – and I think you have to actually call it a pre-post-preseason game.
1: Or a scrimmage game. Well, it sounds like a tongue uh, tongue twister.
0: I don't know a pre post preseason because it's it's the preseason to the postseason because there's a little season that's going to go to the postseason, but it's the pre games to that. So pre post preseason games, I think makes sense.
1: I mean, why did the NBA have to make it so complicated? <laughs> I, I guess it's either we can use that or scrimmage. But oh, no, league... I'm
0: sorry. It would have to be pre-pre-postseason games.
1: Pre-pre-postseason games. Okay. There we go. We got it. There we it. go. Pre-pre-postseason games. The Pelicans played two already. And the starters had some couple like a couple minutes, and they looked amazing. But the young squad looked amazing. Alexander Walker, he looks so good. Now, last night against the Nuggets, I think he dropped 29 points. And he just – then apparently he looked – he was just working out nonstop during the quarantine, and he looked amazing. Our team – our young team looks really good. People coming off the bench are looking really good. And I'm very, very excited because the Nuggets were playing some of their starters. I know they had – let's see, I think they had six players sit out, but they had some starters play a good bit of minutes. And
0: I mean, you have to take it with a grain of salt because it is a pre-pre-postseason game.
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> a pre-pre-postseason game. But I think, dude, it was just exciting to see, like, our team do good. Jackson Hayes had a lot of points, had a lot of dunks as well. Fred Frank Jackson had a lot of points. It was just awesome to see. I'm very, very excited. It just, the like I said before, the sports world is healing, and we have basketball back, baby.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I was reading a bunch of stuff about basketball this week, and they're talking about teams like, the Rockets and stuff are going to take these eight games and, like, not really go their hardest to right. teach them because they're going to kind of treat them like a pre and more pre-pre-postseason games. But right. I think that would be like detrimental to your team.
1: I think so, too.
0: You have these teams that are fighting their hardest to get into the postseason, and if you're not taking them as seriously as these guys are, they're going to have all the momentum in the world. They're going to upset you.
1: You know, it's crazy that you bring that up. They were talking about that during the Pelicans and Nuggets game last night. They were saying that, like, the Rockets, the Clippers, aren't taking these pre-preseason games seriously. Or no, pre-pre-postseason
0: games. Pre-pre-postseason
1: games, sorry. On, or, David. or they're not even taking the pre-postseason games seriously as well, the 10 games, because they're like, we're already in the playoffs. We're basically, no matter what, we're going to be in the playoffs. So why do we have to, like, take it super seriously? And it's crazy because you have these teams that are fighting for a spot, and they're taking it completely seriously. And they they catch fire. These teams are, like, sleeping or are going to be left behind. And I hope the Pelicans are just going to be with that team that makes a, makes a run for it and makes a story out of this, which will be insane. So that's the good. The more I think it about
0: on. it, the more I think the Pelicans are going to make it in and just go all the way this season.
1: Like I think they might. I think they're definitely going to beat the Lakers. I think. I think that's going to be the huge story of the like, the season that they're going to beat the Lakers first round, and I really hope so.
0: I mean, we just have to make it into the playoff. I think if we make it into the playoffs, we're winning at all. That's I just think, we, I think if we make it to the
1: playoffs, know. we're going to make a run for it. Now, I tried to convince the guys in the Pelly podcast last week that they were being being like like they were being like, looking at it statistically. They were like, I don't know if we can beat the Lakers. They want to beat the Lakers, but they're like, I don't know if we can beat the Lakers. I think by looking at the first pre-pre-postseason games, I said that right? <laughs> pre-pre-postseason <laughs> games, that we look really, really good. So, fingers crossed, Thursday is going to be a big day. I'm going to be live twinning the hell out of that game. So, be prepared. Wait, when be- is it? Uh, Thursday night.
0: We might I have think to like, try to get together to watch it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. We can get together to watch it. It's going to be on TNT. Uh, I'm pretty sure on TNT or ESPN. Just just know the whole world to me watching the Pelicans play that night because it's actually the first game that's being shown on TV. And I think after that, the Lakers are playing, if I'm not mistaken. I could be mistaken, but let's see.
0: I think that's right.
1: Thursday um, night. Basketball. See, somebody had t- tweeted me and said we need a, a like a, a, a guy to look up stats while we do the podcast. Not okay, wrong. okay, yeah. So it is. Okay, so it is the first game. So the first game that's against against the Jazz. Five thirty. Then right after the Los Angeles Lakers are playing the L.A. Clippers, which is gonna be a good game as well. I'm definitely gonna watch both. I want look. Let's be honest. I want to watch all these games. So I'm very very excited. And then I think after that the Pelicans don't play into. Saturday, which God have games all Saturday long, which I want to watch all of them as well. Uh, They don't play until Saturday at five o'clock against the Clippers. So we have a very packed schedule and I cannot wait to talk about these first two games in the next episode, guys. So any any more things about the Pelicans before we jump to the NBA bubble update? So
0: this isn't about the Pelicans, but I guess it is about the NBA update. I guess just to jump on you were telling me. I didn't. This is another one where I just didn't see this article. But this happened
1: this morning. This guy. You, you explain. You explain. So, uh, Low Williams of the Clippers has now has a. Did you day... just call
0: him Low Williams? What did I say? Low.
1: That's so what I said. Low. Oh, did I say low?
0: You said low. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> look. <what> I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm still very tired from this trip. I was telling John that I'm going back to sleep after I finish this episode, <laughs> even though I have so much work. Jesus. Lou Williams. Jeez. From the Clippers has a ten day mandatory quarantine after visiting a strip club for dinner, quote unquote. <laughs> Who goes to a I mean, I, I guess so it's good. A, I guess this this I guess the NBA wanted to announce it like this and make it seem like it was more innocent. What, dude, like it, it's not you're like a week two weeks into the quarant like the NBA bubble. Who Do you goes really? to a strip club for dinner? And it's called the Magic Room because Orlando <laughs> Magic in Florida in, in Orlando. And it's like, dude, come oh, This place must have good steaks. I know in Florida, the strip clubs have good steaks or something, but, dude, come on. He got
0: that, like, all-day breakfast bar buffet, and he he wasn't going there for the food. I don't know what possessed him to do this. He must be that bored.
1: And this kind of goes back to what I was saying before, dude. It's like, are these teams that are already solidified in the playoffs taking it seriously? Because, I mean, obviously, a 10-day quarantine isn't going to affect them. It's only going to affect them with, like, uh, cardio. But it's like, dude you're going to miss the first three games of the pre-postseason schedule. So it's Correct. like, dude, like, uh, is that really worth the risk? I mean, and I know a lot of t- I know a lot of players are trying to take this whole NBA bubble full, full, uh, in full force. A lot of people are going to fish in all the docks. They have fishing instructors that are going to teach these NBA players how to fish. They have bowling. They have ping pong. And now that they're done with the two-week quarantine, you see a lot more players going about and having fun doing these things at the Orlando. I mean, the magic Disney world is offering these players. So it's really nice to see, but I know strip clubs aren't on that list. So can we please avoid that? (laughs) Maybe we need to get a strip
0: club in the bubble. Well, my thing is, dude, maybe that's the trick.
1: My thing is, it's like, why is strip clubs even open in Florida right now with all the the rising cases?
0: Everything's open in Florida right now,
1: which is insane. dude. they reported 17,000 cases Friday? Like, Come on. Dude. You're in the middle of a hot spot. Just chill out. Just stay in the NBA bubble. Just sacrifice for a little bit longer so you're going to have the full season. So and another
0: issue is everybody's taking vacations to Florida. Because right. it's the only it, place you, where they can do it. And it I, just I, seems I, wild. I, I,
1: I'm not trying to get too like into it, but the fall is going to be very, very interesting in the United States. I'm just hoping that these sports teams stay in their bubbles and not go to strip clubs so we're going to have something to watch while the world around us is just being completely on fire. So, but that's basically all we had this week, John. Do you have any closing thoughts?
0: No, it's just, I thank everybody for listening as always. And I miss you, David. I'm happy you're back. I'm happy. I'm so happy. So am I well, it went as well as you can expect a squad trip to go. Oh God. So and,
1: I, it, and I even say the full stories that we had on the trip. Like we had, it we were sleeping on the side of the road in tents. We were just we we're completely avoiding public people. we were completely avoiding the public in general, and we were just so spontaneous that we slept in random national parks. We did so many na- random things. Now I guess I go on more detail if people want to hear more about the trip. But like it was just it was a fun trip, and I'm very very happy to be back. I am really really enjoying this whole process, and I like to call this the pre pre cursor to a really good story that we're going to have on this podcast i feel like since we sold 70 something shirts we're marked down 20 something more shirts making the total go above 70 that this is a really good start for us and i'm very very exci- excited to see what the future holds for us for, and sure. for the
0: sake of uh i guess continuity i have to say that our shirts are electric
1: oh the shirts are awesome dude i they well, do such to say a good electric job at least shirts. once an episode we haven't yeah, said right, it all all right Thing. right we had to say at least well the shirts are electric they did such a great job with the shirts shout out to fox prince like i know colby's listening to the podcast right now thank you so much dude and we're going to get you a shirt this next order and if you want a shirt hit us up because i want to put an order in friday for the next round of shirts might i might have to have,
0: end up doing a double order or something i don't know yeah i might
1: have to end up doing a double order because i just got another message during the podcast asking for a shirt so like i'm super happy guys thank y'all so much And let's watch some basketball and baseball this week. Let's go. Let's go socks. Let's go dinos. Let's go pelicans.
0: So much sports. It's an overload now. I don't even know what to do with myself,
1: dude. I'm gonna be so busy with work this week, but guess what? I'm still watching every game possible. So, like, I have
0: an MLB TV subscription. So, if there's a game you want to watch on your phone while you're doing something, just hit me up. I'll give it to you,
1: dude. Okay, so. Should I get Hulu Live Sports? <laughs> I had posted, I, I posted on Twitter, and I know, I know we're supposed to close the episode right now, but I want to add this story real fast. I had posted on Twitter asking people if Hulu Live Sports was worth it, and I said, why? And I put a poll, and I feel so stupid because it's like, I said, is Hulu Live Sports worth it and why? And I said, yes or no in the poll. So basically, I didn't give the opportunity for people to explain if it's worth or not. So do you think it's worth, John?
0: I haven't looked into it too much. What I do a lot of the times is like, I either find a Reddit stream.
1: Yeah. But but like MLB, I
0: always buy the MLB TV thing and it works 99% of the time. So all of the out of market games. So as long as a Red Sox game's not on ESPN or another channel in our area, I can watch it. So I'm able to watch pretty much every single game I want to watch.
1: Yeah, I might do that, dude. I might just do that. That's a good idea. I'm sure it's not too much money, especially since we're making so much money with the podcast now. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's only it's, it's honestly only sixty bucks a season. It's super. Oh, brutal.
1: that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Which I'm probably gonna do. But um, sorry about. But you log- don't
0: have to. You can just have my login though. Okay. Like yeah,
1: th- wow. Thank you, John. I appreciate. It. I'll take it. But, Actually, uh, you know what? I changed my mind. Oh, but uh, on that note, thank y'all so much, guys. Really appreciate it, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If, you, if any feedback is necessary, please give it to us next week. I think we're gonna do a Reddit interview with somebody from New Zealand that is a Die Hard Saints fan. So I will keep you updated with that. All right guys? Yeah. Thank, thank you for you.
0: listening, guys. Stay safe and have a great week.
1: Appreciate it.